0: Good, Good morning, morning Millennials. Millennials. Welcome back to The show, and happy Wednesday. It's hump day. It doesn't feel like a hump day. I don't know why, but it doesn't. It's dirty. It
1: it doesn't feel like a hump day for me because I'm doing sakara this week and it's supposed to start on a Monday, but I started it on Sunday. So it's like been one, two, three days. So for me, every day this week has felt like day ahead it's a terrible way to be next time I do it I'm starting on a Tuesday so that every day feels like the day behind
0: one thing about Jax she ain't gonna follow the rules she ain't
1: no this this wasn't even about breaking the rules because actually one thing about me is I am gonna follow the rules like you know it kills me to start on a Sunday when it begins on a Monday but I'm like why not start bettering myself the sooner the better right TSTB but now I'm punished because my whole week is thrown off. Yesterday I thought it was Wednesday. Today I think it's Thursday. And that's a horrible feeling To Terrible. Be thinking that like tomorrow I'm gonna think it's Friday and it's not it's gonna like be Friday. It's the most
0: saddest existence on the planet.
1: Right, so that's why next time I'm gonna start on a Tuesday. I that way on Tuesday, I feel like it's Monday, and then the weekend will just sneak up on me. Life hack. Today
0: is kind of a major day for me.
1: Pero why?
0: Don't say pero, please. <laughs> Please.
1: paro one
0: R. Oh, are they not spelled the same? I think paro dog is two R's. Regardless, don't use that word in my presence. Okay. But. Llama. Llama. Because today I have a ski lesson.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you,
0: for me, for the community. And for the Patreon. I started vlogging last night.
1: Oh my god, I'm so excited to watch this Patreon, and I'm really curious to see how it is. You are going
0: to an indoor ski lesson. Yes, so I talked about this on the Patreon a bunch, but we're going skiing next week for our family vacation, and like, I want to do it. Like, I want to do it, but I don't want to go there with everyone, and you, Jack, you, Ben, Margo, everyone knows how to ski. I don't want to, like, be alone on the loser hill with an instructor, so I've decided to take matters into my own hands and proactively take a lesson today. I have a two-hour private lesson. I I'm excited. I'm also nervous because I'm going to have to ask the instructor to film me for Patreon. And like that will be humiliating. But listen, I've committed to this craft. And these are the things I have to do. I bought a microphone too. Like I am nervous. Are you going to put the microphone like in your ski jacket? I'm going to clip it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I am scared. I'm excited. I'm nervous. And I'm just like I think it's something like I I could be good at. I don't know why. Like I'm kind of like limber.
1: Yeah, no, you're not not athletic. It's not out of the cards for you to be good at it, but you're going to have to be really patient. Like, it's going to be torture then, for a no, while. Like, like, your shins are going to hurt. Your Everything hurts. The equipment is, like, so uncomfortable. And you might not even love it today because it's not like you're skiing and the slopes of Courcheval. Like, it's not going to be that amazing, but you're sowing the seeds. Just remember that.
0: Yeah. Okay, like, you just, like, maybe not excited about it.
1: No, I'm just, I want to set expectations. Like, today's not going to be the best day ever. It's going to be hard work, Turdy, but nothing worth having comes without hard work. Should I try
0: snowboarding?
1: No. Okay. Just
0: looks so much easier. It's, like, not. I know. But, like. And it's, like, it's not your, like. If I was just a girl who, like, shredded gnar on her snowboard, like, oh, my God, I'd be so chill. You could still shred the gnar on your skis. Yeah. No, I just want to be like Rachel Green. Shoop, shoop, shoop. You'll get there. So that's me today, and I'm excited.
1: I'm excited for you. Please
0: keep us posted.
1: Please Patreon as much as you can. I will. And that's my viewing experience tonight. Can't wait. You'll see
0: in the vlog, I literally could not find anyone to go with me, like, because it's in the middle of the day, and everyone I asked was like, no, ma'am, I have a job. So you'll see. I I don't want to spoil how it ended, but I did did find accompaniment. I'm excited. It's not that shocking, but is it Satchel? No, I asked her Margaret to come with me. I don't want to spoil the vlog. I don't want to spoil the vlog.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Okay, this is really exciting. Guess I'll be watching some TV tonight even though I've been reading at night. I don't have enough time to read, but I'm loving the book I'm reading, me too. which is Elon Musk's biography called Elon Musk, and I only get like 30 to minutes to an hour to read at night, but like it's like I can't put it down. I want to like keep reading. Right now I'm at the point in his life where he marries his first wife. Just throw back And everybody's like, don't do it, Elon. It's crazy to, like, read that. They're like, you're going to be miserable. You're Like, why? Just because marriage is miserable or? No, they were a toxic couple. Oh. Bad couple. Like, his mother was like, you'll never know, like, a day of joy. Oh, my
0: God.
1: (laughs) But he did it anyway. That's
0: so Elon.
1: Yeah. So, it's, the book is so good. It's so long. I've been reading it for a few nights. I'm only at like 8%. It's probably going to take me until 2024 to finish it. But I'm thoroughly enjoying it.
0: I am reading a fabulous thriller. It's kind of like the thriller of the moment. You would love it. Like it's so funny.
1: What I- it's called What is it? None
0: of this is true by Lisa Jewell. Like everyone's reading it right now.
1: Oh, she's a girly. Yeah. I don't think I've ever read one of her books, but they're always being recommended.
0: I don't think I have either, but I'm loving it. Like, I had an hour left last night, and, like, it was just 11, and I really wanted to finish. But between my eye twitch, like, I need my sleep. And then... You have to prioritize sleep. And Ben has been, you know... Ben's been having a rough time. I feel like the first couple of days post-Theo, like, were very me-centric. And Ben was very strong for me. But he's kind of breaking down. So, so I need to reading is
1: kind of like triggering. a solitary activity, and he needs you... He needs your companionship. He needs my
0: full attention, so I gave it to him. But everyone just send positive thoughts Ben's way. He's struggling, you know, he's a strong person. He's also a person, you know, who hasn't dealt with a lot of grief. So this is all new to him. And he's struggling. It's hard. It is hard. And you know, Ben took his role as a a dog dad very, very, very seriously. And it was something Mm -hmm. he prided himself on. He was an amazing, is an amazing father. So he's struggling. I'll send some good vibes his way. Thank you. Some funny
1: memes. He's on my meme distro list. I know. He's, he's one of my favorite people to send memes to because there are so many memes I see that are like, this is for Ben. Whether it's a golf meme, inappropriate, something toilet humor, Ben. Yeah,
0: Ben covers like a wide gamut of dumb humor.
1: I'm going to double down on my meme distro to cheer him up.
0: That I think would go a long
1: way. Plus a sweet text message. A sweet text message, yeah. From the heart. Mm. On, on talk to text. He would love that. From the talk to text heart.
0: So we've got a great show today. There is a story going around that I, like not to center myself, um, was freaking out. Like when I woke up this morning, everyone was tagging me in this story on TikTok. I sent it to you. Did you add it to the stories? Yeah. Okay.
1: Why was everyone tagging They're me like, and freaking out? Oh my
0: God. What do we, you have to talk about this on the podcast. What is Luke doing? Luke, Luke, Luke. And honestly, I was like, I don't even know how we could talk about this on the podcast because I feel like I'm missing a chunk of the story. But then Luke Combs King immediately responded, jumped to action. Oh, they sent it to you before his response. Yeah, just the news story. that It was like a local news story that went viral about Luke Combs, and then that elicited a response from him. So I I didn't even know what I could say on this show, because everything that was said in that news story went against everything I think I know about Luke Combs.
1: Got it. Okay, so we'll get into it. That is our first story. So without further did it did it do
0: here are the fast five stories that you do need to know and the fast five stories that you do need to know are brought to you by Zocdoc have you ever been on the hunt for a new doctor and you ask literally everyone you know for their recommendation you know you're just looking for a doctor who gets you listens to you makes you feel super comfortable and then after weeks of searching you call their office have an appointment and then the receptionist tells you that they don't take your insurance so that's a horrible feeling and Zocdoc is out to eliminate that feeling so Zocdoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors, book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient review doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance or are located near you and treat almost any condition you're searching for. These doctors have all, uh, have all verified reviews from actual real patients, not robots. And the average wait time to see a doctor booked on Zocdoc is just between 48 and 20, 24 and 48 hours. You can even score a same-day appointment once you find the doctor you want you can book them immediately with just a few app taps no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist and like you can just get the information you need like do they take your insurance do they have availability are they far from me is this a good doctor whether you move like when jackie moves i know it's like hard to find all new everything like doctor all new peeps everything but even as an adult like i'm always having like strange issues you know, even my eye twitch i might have to go see an ophthalmologist like i don't have doctor. i don't have an ophthalmologist on retainer you know it's hard to yeah, find specialists and like new peeps
1: One thing about Turdy and I, we have great eyesight.
0: Right. It's kind of like not an us problem. So ZocDoc is perfect for that. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. Go to ZocDoc.com toast and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's zocdoccom toast. ZocDoc.com toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Game Time. You should not have to worry about when to buy tickets for your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices and views from your seats... Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets and of course, the Game Time Guarantee means you're getting the best price. Guaranteed. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your next with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And my opinion, the greatest part about Game Time is the all-in pricing. It shows you your total upfront. So you know what you're getting and that you're getting a great deal before you check out. And you can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. We've all been like scouring the internet for tickets, find something that's decently reasonable. And by the time we get to check out, it's almost double the price because of all the fees that they don't show you. Everything you see on the GameTime app is all in. So you will be able to know what you're paying. Very simple. Know what you're paying as you're paying it game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts you can find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price so if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code toast for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem code t-o-a-s-t for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed that's code TOAST. Today's episode is also brought to you by Seed. Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic is a broad-spectrum probiotic and prebiotic formulated with 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains for whole-body benefits including gut, skin, and heart health. So if you have been looking for a morning routine that's going to make you feel good if you're looking to take care of your gut, you're looking for better digestion, Check out Seed. It is a fan favorite in the Oshre family. Ben, in our vlog this morning, Ben was drinking it, like being like a sponsored queen. Um, it's fabulous. And so if you've taken a probiotic or a prebiotic before and you don't feel like it's had any benefits, that's probably because the di- the probiotic you were taking was not surviving your digestive tract. And that's really what sets Seeds apart is like their capsule and capsule is built to survive your digestive system to actually deliver the nutrients. So it can work amazing. It can help you poop every day, become more regular, big soft duties. Your body will feel great. And for a lot of people, including us, it's become a non-negotiable in our everyday routines. So you can support your gut barrier recovery. You can reinforce healthy light junction function in vitro. And it just is going to promote healthy regularity and stool quality. It reinforces a healthy gut skin access to promote clear skin for improved comfort and appearance. So Now's the time, you know, don't wait till the new year to start like a good morning routine. Visit seed.com slash toast and use code toast to redeem 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 daily symbiotic. That's seed, S-E-E-D slash toast and use code toast.
1: Great. Our first story, the aforementioned Luke Combs drama. Luke Combs has responded to the $250,000 Tumblr lawsuit against a Pinellas County woman.
0: Okay, let me just, you don't need to read it. I'll tell you. So this local news story like went a little viral and it went viral on TikTok and, you know, really blew up in the Illinois community so much so that Luke Holmes responded. And what the what the the local news story had portrayed was a very sad story of a woman whose full time job is she makes tumblers, you know, custom tumblers. And she went to a Luke Holmes concert over the summer and had such a great time that she started making Luke Holmes tumblers. And she's not, you know, a billion dollar business. She had said that she had made about three hundred and eighty dollars in profit from her Luke Holmes sales on Amazon. Then this woman experienced some sort of health issue and was in the hospital for a very long time and when she got home she saw in her email not only her email her junk email like it went to spam because in Illinois there's a new law that allows like judgments and settlements to be done over email which is like kind of a this woman didn't know she was being sued didn't know that she lost and found out after coming home from the hospital via email that she owed Luke Combs $250,000 and that she even just had found out then that she was being sued for copyright infringement by Luke Combs, Incorporated. So Amazon froze her account. She has $5,500 in there. That's money she needs to pay her medical bills. It's money she needs to pay Luke Combs. It was just a terrible story. And really a story that made no sense because if we know one thing about Luke Combs, he's not a greedy person. You know, he's one of those artists who makes his tickets as cheap as possible. He doesn't do dynamic pricing. He's always giving away free tickets. He's really not this like capitalist king. You know, he makes a lot of money and it's enough for him. He doesn't do the most. I ain't know it's a, He doesn't, you know, milk every last drop of money from yeah. his career. Like, He makes a very, very good living and he's happy with it and he does a lot for his fans. So the notion that he would A, sue a fan kind of makes no sense. The notion that he would sue someone who's really, yes, technically the law wasn't on her side. She was breaking the law. But the fact that he would sue a fan who's made so little money off his back, like it just, it didn't make sense. And this woman was just very, she was pathetic. Like she doesn't have $250,000. She has all these medical bills. She had like a heart attack and she's a huge Luke Combs fan. Like it was just the whole story made absolutely no sense. So everyone's tagging me in this this morning. Like literally I'm scrolling Instagram, seeing everyone tag me. And then two seconds later, reactive king, Luke Holmes makes a TikTok and immediately addresses it. What he said was he woke up at five in the morning to go to the bathroom. He's really being very descriptive. He brought his phone. He brought his phone and <laughs> everyone, I guess, was sending him the story. He yeah. had no idea what it was about. He calls his management, he calls his attorneys, and it turns out he has one of these companies that basically scours the internet for like international corporations that make millions of dollars selling counterfeit merch. A lot of artists do this. It's never meant to attack like a small Etsy shop or a fan account, it's for these big international companies that make millions yeah, and millions of dollars. because if it goes unpleased, like someone could just say they're the Luke Combs official merch right. site. And that and happens sell Luke all the Holmes time. Merch. And so someone needs to be out there policing that. So he has a company that does that for him. He doesn't monitor it. He just knows that this company is taking care of these big, big fake companies. But in their, you know, in their work scouring the internet, they, they did sue this lady. And he was like, I called the local news station, asked them to put me in contact with her. I called my attorneys. And here's what he did. He did. He was like, I had no idea about this. I would never do that. You guys know I love my fans. I would never sue a fan. And he said, I'm not a greedy person. Like, this isn't what I do. But to rectify the situation, you know, she had that $5,500 in her Amazon account that she could not get out. And that's money she needs to live and money she needs to pay her bills. But because of the lawsuit, her account has been frozen. He was like, I called her. I know she needs that $5,500. I'm sending her $11,000 today. That's done. That's taken care of. I don't believe he will be pursuing, you know, the $250,000 that he owes her. He's not interested in taking money from this woman. But he also put up a Tumblr for sale on his website. And all the proceeds of that will be going to this woman who's obviously just fallen on hard times with her small business being frozen and then this medical issue that she had. So he's releasing like an exclusive Tumblr all the proceeds will be going to her, so she's not going to have to pay him back. She just got $11,000 from Luke, and he's creating, like, a revenue stream for her. For her. For this difficult time that she's in. Like, I knew it. Like, I knew it. And I love of how course. he was just so direct. And he
1: invited her and oh, her yes. family to a concert, and he's just doing the most. He's and doing he was what so, we knew he would no do. No one was more upset, aside from the woman, no one was the second most upset about this situation than Luke, than Luke that his name was being used, and this is what was
0: happening to a fan of his, not... Not on his watch. Right. He's not an artist who's like notoriously litigious. He's not an artist who's like greedy and is always just like doing things for money. I feel like he probably could be way more like greedy and rich and famous if he wanted to be, but he's just happy and content with the uh, amount of money he makes, which I'm sure is a lot. So the story made no sense to me and his explanation was good enough for me. I'm. That's my king right there. Like, he rectified it. He went above and beyond. It's not even like he dropped the case. Like, he went above and beyond for this woman. And I loved his direct approach. He didn't, you know, release a written statement that took hours to write. He said, I found out at 5 in the morning. It's now 7.30. I've spent the last two hours figuring out what the fuck is going on. Direct, speaking to camera, speaking to his fans. It wasn't super tailored. He, You know, he was saying, um, and like, because he was just speaking in the moment. And that's how you handle a scandal.
1: Yeah, the situation is rectified, but also he hadn't done anything wrong. So it's not like he was pursuing this woman and now he needs to backtrack. Like, this happened outside of his control. He controlled the situation. It's rectified. Now she's having a great day. Medical bills are paid. Tumblr on the site. Like,
0: something good came out of it. Something good came out of it. And I just knew it. Like, I never doubted Luke for a second. I'm like, I don't think that this is true.
1: Yeah, I feel like if we had reported on the story before his response, we would be like, This feels weird. Like, let's wait. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I need details. Yeah. I don't think we would have jumped on hashtag Luke is over party.
0: Hashtag Luke is never over party. Luke will never be over party. Luke has never been over party. Like, no. Luke could never be over party. You wish he was, but he never will be over party. Luke should never be over party. Luke shan't ever be over party. Luke can't ever be over party. And Luke won't ever be over party. Period. Cap. (laughs) No cap. (laughs) Luke is bussin'. Okay? Luke is bussin'. Luke is bussin'. No cap. And that's
1: that's how the cookie crumbled on the tumbler today.
0: Yeah, I knew he would make it right. Not only did he make it right, he went above and beyond. Are you going to get a tumbler? Oh sure. I am like kind of in my Tumblr era Mm -hmm. because like now I have like my new kitchen and I'm really like me and Bennett always, you know, makes his green juice in the morning and like I have a coffee. Like we have, we have cups, you know, we're like a cups house. When we went to Dave and Buster's, uh, last weekend for some fun in the sun we won so many tickets we got two tumblers so I have that I've like I kind of have like tumblered out you know well, Stanley no my Stanley I have my special LaCroix tumblers like I have a lot of tumblers I feel like Trisha Paytas like people who collect tumblers it's a thing that you're one step closer to being like a mama bear so I had this discovery on the toilet yesterday and I think it's incredibly profound I'm so glad I just remembered it because I think it's true Growing up is becoming the person you used to make fun of.
1: 100%. There was something recently that I was thinking about doing. And it's like, if you ever told me that I was going to be doing that, or maybe it was just like, I forget what, maybe it was just beef stew in general. Mm -hmm. Like the way I'm so passionate about beef stew. And like growing up, if you were like, we're having beef stew for dinner, I'd be like, yuck.
0: Yep. Yuckvom.com, emancipate me now. Now it's like beef stew, that gets me going. Yeah, no, I I don't forget what made me have the discovery, but I think it was like, I, I think I was reading like inspirational quotes. And they really kind of moved me. And I was thinking about maybe even posting one. And I realized, like, I have fully become a person I used to make fun of. Like, even, I have this crazy memory. And it's just such a testament to how immature I was. I remember watching The Real Houses of Atlanta, like, a million years ago. And Kenya Moore's dog had passed away, like, very tragically, very suddenly. And she was, like, bawling with the other woman. And I was like, this woman is not okay. Like, she was acting, like, seriously, like, like, a person died, and she was just, in like, inconsolable. And I remember thinking, like, this is insane. And that's me now. Like, I cry three times a day. Like, I, I am the person I used to make fun of. Yeah. But that's growth.
1: But I also, I feel like there are so many things that are, like, cliche things, but then for a reason. Like, I feel like for mamas, it's like, you know, the claw clip, the tumbler. And it's like, no, you don't just, like, go and seek those things out because you feel like you're supposed to have them. It's like, no, I need to just get my hair up really quick. Like, I literally was... I was driving and I had like my claw clip, my temper. Like I was in like mama mode, but it, it just, it happened to me.
0: I did not seek it out. I'm so glad you brought that up as well, because let's talk about driving in a claw clip and how unbelievably annoying it is. No, even driving in an updo bun,
1: like I have to take my hair down. And it's, it's like, it, I just styled it and put it it's up. It's a hazard. I can't, it's a hazard. I was, I can't look to the left and the right. My, I need like a, a seat that has a little Hole indentation for my bun yeah and what like yeah unless I could get my bun high enough but that's not the kind of bun I want to be wearing I feel
0: you it's really annoying that's how you get a headache
1: yeah or you just have to sit like ramrod straight and then your bun is just like touching it's it's quite uncomfortable I'm I'm
0: so glad we're talking about this
1: it's not an updo friendly activity and that
0: is hard for me because I love an updo I know I'm even wearing a claw clip right now. Wouldn't be able to drive. But you're right. Like things are cliche for a reason. And I think part of growing up is realizing like the cringiness that you used to feel from cliches when you get older. It's just like, no, it's more of an understanding.
1: Yeah. And then it becomes comforting. It's like, I'm just part of the system. You know, I'm like everyone else. I'm just a human. I'm just an ordinary girl. Sometimes I'm lazy. I get bored. I feel
0: scared. I feel ignored. Do I
1: sound amazing?
0: I feel happy. I get silly. I I choke choke on my my own words.
1: words. There was one other like mama ting I was doing recently where I was having like a mama epiphany. I was seeing myself from above. Like Mm. this is who she is now. No, you know what it was? I posted yesterday. I've been getting all these targeted videos. My algorithm is targeting me for like, homesteading videos. Do you know what that is? I saw you post about this, but I don't know what homesteading is. So I don't know exactly what it is, but it's pretty much like people who make their own everything. Everything. Like they grow their own food. They have their chickens. They have their own eggs, like everything. And they don't have to go to the grocery store. It's a a lifestyle
0: of self-sufficiency. It is characterized self-sufficient by substance, agriculture, home preservation of food, and may also involve the small scale production of textiles, clothing, and craft work for household use or sale textiles
1: like well I make my own merch oh my god you are homesteading but yeah no like and I think the first foray into homesteading like the gateway is a sourdough
0: starter oh my god that's so factual have you seen these no but I know that like sourdough starter is a gateway drug to like uh live a off, different life to live off the grid yeah so I feel like
1: I haven't been pulled, and it's like I don't have use sourdough every day. But now I'm like thinking back to like when you got me all those sourdough from Eli's. Yeah, and apparently, like if you make your own sourdough, it's the best.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's because I live in New York and I'm blessed and privileged to live amongst the most the finest bakeries, French bakeries. You know, I don't see a need to do what other
1: people are doing you know, so well. You can't homestead in New York. You like don't even have the space to do it, and everything is about convenience, so it's not the place to do it. But in this video that I posted yesterday, it's like all these modern conveniences that we think are like, oh my God, can't live without. Like they're making us sick and
0: sad. Jackie, do you know what you need? I could see you doing this, even though it's like a little unsanitary. So that's the only reason. Maybe- Compost? No. Hmm. That's disgusting. I could <laughs> see you like getting chickens and like having your own eggs. I would love. There's nothing better than farm fresh eggs. But like, do you think your HOA would be okay with that?
1: No. Right. No, I don't. But I would love to ha- not have chickens cuz I'm I'm scared of animals except for Brew and Dew and Magoo. Moo. But I like there there is a serious difference between a just hatched egg and a store bought egg.
0: Yes, so when we go to Brian's house, Brian kind of homesteads. Like he has chickens and all the eggs in his entire place are from his farm obviously and he like gives them away to everyone cuz there's like so many chickens and so many. And they're enormous. They're like green they're not even like brown or white like they're a crazy gray eggs are not supposed to be white right and they're they're definitely different they're like natural
1: yeah no it's just so tastier oh richer that reminds me and i just my my last question is like how are you supposed to homestead when you like have children because it's like i barely have time to make meatballs like how am i pickling
0: my food Storing it, making my own jams and churning my own butter. I think a better question is, how are you supposed to homestead if you have a job? Like homesteading sounds like a full like if you committed your entire day, not like you. Let's say you had like, oh like right now I'd be homesteading instead of podcasting. Yeah, like no podcasting. Like you wouldn't be able to raise children and homestead. Like
1: it's impossible. No, I think like people who raise children they they homestead and they're driven to it because they want to give their children of course like really great things. But I think also eventually the children help in the homesteading. Like they're with the chickens. It's a family business. They're, they're you know over the churning butter, butter.
0: yeah you just they're making me their own candles for and then they sell them at local fairs and that's how you sustain because you you're spending all your time homesteading you need to make a living i assume that the husband is out working we should hope we would hope <laughs> um you did just remind me though about animals that i've started the process of looking for a new puppy looking And looking for shelly of looking for Sheldon and the end of the year is hard because so many people get dogs for Christmas and I'm like late. So it probably will take some time. However, I did chat with um, someone who might have a litter coming up for me and she was sending me pictures of the lineage, you know, the mother and the father and, you know, background health, genetics, things. I'm I'm very, I'm going to be much more specific this time around about what sort of health screenings need to be done. And I took it as a sign because they sent me a picture of the parents and these parents were gorgeous, gorgeous Cavaliers. And the mother, her name was Jackie. And I just think that's crazy. Was she a homesteader? She was gorgeous. She was like a nine-time national show dog champion. Like she was a queen. Queen. She was actually like a huge queen in Quebec. The
1: queen of Quebec? Yeah. Okay. I think it's a good sign I'm going to say something really crazy that you're going to shut me down for. But I just, you know, there's no such thing as a bad idea. That's there is, not a, but go that's off. That's actually not a saying, but. um, It I'm, is today. I love the idea of marketplace. Take it or leave it. They okay, say
0: it. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> there is a pet store.
0: No. Oh, my God. Near. In our neighborhood.
1: Where, like, the last time I walked by, it had the cutest Blenheim Cavalier. Not saying that Cavalier is still there,
0: but, like, maybe they have calves. No. It I like I will be getting a dog from a breeder and I know like I like on the level of acceptable acceptable ways, socially acceptable ways to get a dog, it goes adopt, breeder, pet store. Like I would never go to a pet store. And I know it's sad cuz like those dogs technically they're alive too. already. It's like I know. someone
1: should help them. But part
0: of the but reason But then you're perpetuating the right. business of pet stores. I understand. But also like Pet stores are notorious for selling, you know, sick dogs. inbred dogs. And that's something I just experienced. And that's why I'm like being really particular about the breeder that I go to. And, that I understand. And what sort of like genetic testing and background and health screenings that they do. So it's so not an option for me. Even though like, of course, it breaks my heart to walk past a pet store. I'm a human. Especially if there's like a cute
1: blenum. I know. I know. Okay. And, and by the way, I know that pet stores are bad. Please like don't send me videos. Like I'm, I'm aware. Like adopt, don't shop. Do strong, okay?
0: Adopt, don't chop. please,
1: like, don't put that on me today. I'm not in the mood to sift through my DMs with, like, sad videos.
0: Guys, mamas, get her.
1: (laughs) Mostly because, like, I know. And you should adopt and don't chop. And that was only, like, an idea for Claudia. That wasn't for everyone. Okay.
0: Well, I'm not doing it. You should adopt and don't chop. So, back to Luke Holmes. (laughs) It should really be adopt, don't chopped. Ooh. Or adopt, don't (laughs) chop. The slogan needs some work. The tea is just errant. Adopt, don't chop. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's better. Yeah, are you ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. It's someone's birthday today. It is. Taylor Swift is all smiles as she brings in her 34th birthday with Miles Teller and his wife, Kelly Sperry, as they leave a restaurant in the wee hours. So Taylor went out last night to ring in her birthday. They went to Parcel, Kenneth Parcel restaurant. I oh, know, they York. went to Rach Parcel. <laughs> Rach Parcel, greater than Kenneth
0: Parcel. Oh, it's tough, but yeah. Rach has to go to Parcel. Yeah. I didn't even, by the way, I like to pride myself on being, you know, someone in the know. Yeah, I've never no, heard of this place. Got, you've got to go to Parcel. I've never heard of this place, but it's like maybe it's Parcelli. That does sound right. <laughs> Parcelli. It's, P-A- it's
1: P-A-R-C-E-L-L-E.
0: That's Parcell,
1: but that extra E. Parcell. Parcel. Parcel. So they went to Parcel last night and Selena was there at 1.2. They left at 12.22 a.m. Officially ringing in Miss Taylor's birthday at Parcelli's. And looks like a great time was had by all. Squad but goals. Trav wasn't there. Trav was not there. But the rumor mill is yes. that Travis is planning her a birthday party in New York City. No expense spared. Nothing is too good for his girl. And that should be happening tonight. Or maybe this weekend. Well, what's
0: Travis's schedule this week? Chiefs schedule. Okay. As a football player, like, can you just do whatever you want during the week between games? Like, no, you would like practice.
1: No. Okay. So his next game is December 17th at 1 o'clock p.m. I think that's Saturday. Yeah. That's on Sunday. Sunday. That's on Sunday.
0: Where is it? At the Patriots, New England. Oh, so he, no, I don't think Maybe they get, the get the to the town. Tonight. I don't think they get to the town till like Friday. And they have well, to all he, stay in the same hotel Saturday night. Okay, either the party
1: is tonight, like, with enough days before the game, or it's Sunday night after the game.
0: But when he have to be in Kansas City for practice, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they, yeah. Well, maybe he's, like,
1: jetting in, jetting out. I don't know, this was also a topic of discussion, because when they had their bye week and he went to Argentina, like, some talking heads were upset that, like, that's how he he was, like, you know, jettisoning right. around the world. And he should be, like, with the team, like, head down. But I don't know. If you're, like, doing well and you're winning
0: games, then do whatever the fuck you want is my policy. Well, at that point, he was doing well and winning games, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. But in the last two weeks... Now, won- like, this week, it might be a hard week for him to just, like, go and celebrate his girl's birthday. I know. Like, he might have a hard time getting the t- T.O. because... They need him. They need, and they need to practice as a team, right? But Teamwork. whatever, they'll make it work. I, I just do have a lot of questions about like the the schedule, and I feel like we have so many WAG listeners. Drop a comment. Like, what are you allowed to do during the week when you have a game? Like, if you're traveling, when do you leave? Do you have practice? How many days? Do you get a day off? I think also when they played the Jets, he stayed at her apartment. But that was, like, kind of not kosher also. It's not. Like, I know for a fact that you have to stay. Even when you have a home game, you have to stay in a hotel with your brother's teammates the night before a game. Yeah. But he chose his girl. No. And him, like, throwing her no-expense-spared party. Like, it's just... It's like a it's a movie. It's a book. I feel like no one's ever thrown her
1: a party before. I know. It's like she has everything in the world, but like no one's ever thrown her a birthday. Party. Like she's probably she's always thrown for herself. You know, you yes. see those photo booth pics, and it must be nice to have someone just throw you a party.
0: Yeah, and somebody like with money, you know, with means. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not like I think a lot of celebrities like have people throw them parties, but they end up paying for the party. But of it's course. like, oh, my friends threw this for me. They planned it, but I paid for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not that. No, like somebody fully picking up the bill, and this is just why this relationship is so different for tailored, on on every level. Yeah, where do you think the party's gonna be? I have to like literally sneak in.
1: Zero bond.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I'm on my way. To- I'm on my way. That's my favorite quote. Do you What's know who it's it from? from? I've never even seen this show. I saw a clip of it once. Super Nanny. Remember that British lady who would like go to the homes of like troubled kids and whip their asses into shape? And so every episode starts, she's like in the back of this old school British town car and she's like reading the file and she's like, I'm on my way. Is that the one with the
1: kid who's like, she's the queen and we're the sorry people? Yes. Classic
0: stuff. Yes. I guess we don't even realize the level of influence super nanny has on us like all this time we never even put that together i didn't even know that was the name of the show it was an amazing show and kids have been acting out ever since yeah it's not a coincidence no the nanny's been really quiet
1: and the nanny's been really quiet that's how she became the nanny are you ready for our next story number three number three yeah don't get it twisted you're you're good you're good um, A little more, like, semi-relationship news, question mark, because Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney are out promoting their movie and, you know, doing the most together. So, Glenn Powell jokes that Sydney Sweeney is the only person who's seen all of his body after this anyone scene from their new movie, Anyone But You, where he um had a nude scene. I guess he, like, took his pants off too quick on a cliff. But these two are, like, joking around their press tour together. Like Yeah,
0: like, it's – I feel like at first – I believed it. Mm-hmm. And now like they're playing into it too much. And a lot of people, I forget where I saw this. I feel like maybe it was not Skinny but not fat's Instagram. Cindy Sweeney's fiance is a producer of this movie. Like it's this clearly what's going on is is for press. And I need people to be like a little bit more smart here. Okay. Like use critical thinking. So she's still with her No, panache? and this is what pisses me off, actually, okay? People on the internet are so dumb. Like, Taylor Swift is in a full-blown relationship. This is PR. But Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell, like, who are so clearly both not in a relationship, but, like, are promoting a movie together about, like, two people who have chemistry. Like, it's so clearly PR. Everyone's like, I'm obsessed. I stand. But, like, when other people have relationships that are so clearly, like, real, everyone's like, oh, this is PR. Chris Jenner works hard, but the devil works harder. Shut up. Like, people are so stupid.
1: Yeah, that's about it. That's that on that. Like,
0: these two are not dating. They are not. Don't be stupid and ugly.
1: I feel like they, they gave it a shot. Like, if there was any chemistry between them, they would be dating. But now we can rule out that there isn't because, like, it would be more
0: convenient for everyone if they just dated. The thing is, like, I don't think so. Like, for real. Like, I think they're both, like, hardcore professional actors. Like, they did a movie together. Like... So yes, they both happen to be good looking. Like she's in a relationship. He was for a very long time. Like, I don't know, just because they're both good looking and like in a movie where they kiss. Like, I don't know. I just don't think, I
1: don't don't think they'd be
0: a good couple. You don't? No. I happen to know Glenn
1: Powell. I think they would be a good couple. Like if they were both on the list, we would put them together. So I'm glad like, I'm glad that I can, I'm glad that I can like live knowing that like they're not suited for one another. Because if they were, they would have fallen in love on the set of this movie.
0: I don't think you heard me. We just kind of skipped over something I said. That you know Gwen Powell. I do know Glenn Powell. I just felt like I wanted to say that. Do you have any follow-up questions about me knowing Glenn Powell? <laughs>
1: no, because I believe we've been over this.
0: Oh, have we? Glenn and I are actually really good friends. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure. But no, like, Gwen Glenn Powell is one of our favorite young actors. Mm-hmm. And she's a favorite young actress. Yeah, therefore
0: like the thing is i just like i'm smarter than this you know these two are not dating well watch. i mean i don't watch just is are like, so me with taylor and travis like screaming oh, at everyone
1: oh my god <laughs> <laughs> totally oh my god
0: don't listen to me what do i know
1: we'll check back in when the movie's done you know yeah i'm not giving this my heart and soul yet but no, they're also like not really they're not saying that they're dating you're just like wanting you to think it
0: yeah Which is always, it's like, you know, low-hanging fruit of movie PR, sure. Right, right, right. But when it works, Uh, like when it's real, oh my God, there's nothing better. There's nothing actually more effective in terms of marketing than two people who are actually in love. And don't get us started on this whole High School Musical Twilight conversation, but you guys know what we're talking about. I'll just give you
1: one more reference just to, like, bring the point home. Mr. and Mrs. Smith.
0: Yeah it's that's kind of the blueprint yeah and this is not that no this is not that
1: and the movie looks it looks cute it looks like a smut novel come to life yeah it's just very like unserious and random
0: yeah it better be good
1: yeah is it i think it's in theaters it feels like a streamy vibe
0: yeah, I think Maestro is a streamy vibe. I just saw the premiere was last night, and it said Netflix on the step and repeat. Really, I thought that was like a theater Oscar, but it's Steven Spielberg movie that Netflix. felt like
1: a real movie. Yeah, it's right. distributed by Netflix, and it's Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese. They're literally. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Director Bradley Cooper, producers Bradley Cooper and Martin Scorsese.
0: Steven Spielberg is not a part of this. Not in any way that would be in the marquee here. I mean, the way that Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese are two separate people is something that just feels illogical to me.
1: No, to me, I can keep them apart because Martin Scorsese is Shutter he's
0: Island. Very, but he's also very distinct looking, Martin Scorsese,
1: like with the big eyebrows, the glasses, he's like short. I'm glad that Mar- I think Shutter Island was like my first Scorsese foray because he'll always just be like crazy Scorsese. Oh, that's so funny. And to Um, me, Steven Spielberg is like, you know, epic dramas, comma, like weird gamer movies. What movie are you referring to? That one that came out recently. Gamer? Yeah, it's like Mm. gamey. Let me just pull up the IMDb. Oh, E.T. That's not what I was talking about.
0: Oh, that's Spielberg. Yes,
1: that's Spielberg. Oh, like he does like Indiana. Oh, he executive producer. That's not the same as producer. No, I think. Ready Player One is.
0: Yeah, Ready Player One. That's the one I'm talking about. The thing is, I'm not a film buff, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. My favorite director, probably Judd Apatow. You know? Yeah. Mine's probably Kenny Ortega. Oh, Definitely. <laughs> also in Keenan's book he talked a lot about Jet Apatow cuz like one of Keenan Keenan's like big break was D3 or D2 Mighty Ducks or whatever. Right. But I was waiting for him to talk about heavyweights. Which he did and it was actually really interesting cuz he um like, he was pretty, you know, overweight for most of his career, but he was, like, it was such a value add for me, and I realized, like, how lucky I was. Like, nobody ever once in my career, I never went to a meeting and a director was like, you need to lose weight. Like, it was just, I got roles because I was fat, like heavyweights. And it didn't really dawn on him until he got a little bit older that, like, he should feel, like, any sort of shame or, like, he just... He was very like body positive in a way. That's not what he said, but he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he got roles because of it and it made him stand out, but it also made him look so young, which is why he was turned down for SNL so many times. Cause they just thought of him as like a child actor, but he was on all that when he was 21, like he wasn't a child. Wow. Yeah. Um, but he talked a lot about Judd Apatow and how that movie like changes life, but that movie could never be made today. Heavyweights. Yeah. No. Heavyweights is such a good movie. It is lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle speaking of what are you having for lunch i don't know i gotta eat something really like protein based to get me all jacked up for my ski lesson or you need carbs for the energy oh yeah do i have to carbo like what do you do before i don't know like what do you do before
1: just have a normal uh dirty warm bowl should cut it that's protein
0: that's why we love a warm bowl it's got it all are you ready for our next story if it's our next story story that's brought to you by State Farm, the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. The plan is all about being personal to you and your needs. That means you get the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. Think about it like this. From your go-to coffee order to your favorite pair of sweatpants, we know that you love to personalize your entire day, just like we do. I mean... Don't get me started on how different we are from first thing in the morning, you know? I have just like a couple of nuts for breakfast. Jackie has a couple of breakfast tacos from a place next door. She loves them and they're really big. Um, But so many things about life are personal, you know? Comedy, poetry. What else do we say? Food. Clearly, personalization just makes everything that much better. And State Farm believes that insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage, your selections can all be personalized by you because your life is personal. Like Jackie, she's a full life. She's a homeowner. She lives in a different state. She's got dependents. She might be a homesteader. She could be starting a business from her house soon. I am a renter. I live in New York City. Nobody depends on me for anything. So, like, all that to say, not that my life is sad. It's just different. (laughs) We have different insurance needs as well. So, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Today's episode is also brought to you by Vegamore. We are always trying to do right by our bodies, so when it comes to our hair and scalp health, finding a product that actually works, but is also made with clean ingredients does always feel like a trade-off. But with Vegamore, we're getting products that are made with clean ingredients, and they actually work, and they give us visibly healthy hair and scalp. So we are able to have visibly thicker, fuller, shinier, longer hair without the harsh ingredients with Vegamore. Every cute little pink bottle of Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free, and they are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones so i turned to vegamore jackie and i both found vegamore for different reasons jackie in her like pregnancy era was just more conscious about clean beauty and so she started using the grow shampoo and conditioner from vegamore for me my uh, hair started to fall out when i started losing weight and i took to the internet for recommendations and everybody c- recommended the grow serum from vegamore it was just an added bonus for me that it was a clean beauty company for me i was really just looking for something that worked and that was more. So their value kits, like the Grow Essentials Kit, which is what we just talked about, is where you get to try more than one amazing product at great savings. When you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on the products that you need to take care of your hair. The key to your hair routine is consistency for your most beautiful, healthy looking hair. So we use the Vegamore Grow Hair Serum daily and I really like it because you can put the serum in your hair and you don't have to wash it. Like it won't leave your hair looking oily. I'm on like day three of a wash and I've used the serum like I used it last night. You don't need to wash your hair. So give your hair the power of that little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, Toast listeners can get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash toast and use code toast at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash toast. Code toast to save 20% off your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash toast. Code toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Quince. We loved gift giving, but it can really add up, especially this time of year. So that's why this holiday season, we are shopping at Quince, our go-to place for luxury essentials at an affordable price for everyone on our list, including me. Quince is probably my favorite brand that I've discovered because they're a sponsor. Like I hadn't heard of them before and I was honestly like, now so many things in my wardrobe are from Quince and I always recommend Quince to people if they're looking to like have good investment pieces in their closet that are still affordable. So Quince offers a range of high-quality items with prices within reach. So they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters starting at just $50. They have washable silk tops and dresses, cotton sweaters, comfortable pants. The best part is that all of Quince I- Quince's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So you're getting that quality, but you're also getting a much more reasonable price. So that's why we're giving the gift of Quince's buttery soft cashmere to our nearest and dearest this year. They partner directly with top factories so they can cut the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. They only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing manufacturing practices they have premium fabrics and finishes I love my cashmere sweaters I have a great pair of like black slacks they're just like a staple piece they're all really simple but they're really good you can wear them many many times I've had some of their pieces now for over a year they wear really well they're fabulous so get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with quince go to quince.com toast for free shipping on your order and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. That's quince dot com slash toast to get free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Quince dot com slash toast.
1: Great, thank you.
0: You're welcome.
1: Our next story is a very long saga that we have not discussed on the toast, but I'm sure that you've seen. Okay. Like all this stuff
0: with Matt Rife. Oh, you know what? I was going to send you this story. I know it all. Do you want so me to start I from the actually- beginning?
1: I know a lot of it because um some of my friends are big Matt Rife fans and they were explaining the drama to me I had never heard of him. Mm-hmm. He's this comedian. He
0: had been he's been like having a rough couple of weeks because so it's actually really interesting like the com- the coming up of Matt Rife. So Matt Rife was just like a a comic who did stand up in, you know, clubs and stuff and he started he just really used social media to his advantage and he started posting a lot of his crowd work. Yeah on social media so he would have funny interactions with people who would be like you suck or like people who just shout like hecklers crowd work is like a very niche thing on tiktok that people love and he blew up so much so to the point where he got a 25 million dollar deal with live nation to produce his tour he's on this big arena tour he got a netflix special and he's pretty much like new on the scene and his Success and his fans and his fame comes from TikTok. And it's all women because he's, you know, a young, handsome man. He's very handsome, especially like for a comedian. So, right. Excuse me. You're handsome too. Thank you. (laughs) Um... So he has this really like powerful internet fan base of women, which, you know, can be a scary thing if if it goes the wrong way. So at first what happened is that he released his Netflix special. It was kind of this unprecedented thing. You know, people work for years and don't get Netflix specials. And he got this Netflix special and he had become known for his crowd work. And you really can only do crowd work in small um, clubs, you know. You can't do crowd work in a theater. And you really don't do crowd work in a Netflix special. Netflix mm-hmm. special is just more traditional stand-up. So he got a lot of you know, response, feedback from his Netflix special, one about a particular joke he had make about made about domestic violence. He basically mm-hmm. was saying that, you know, there was a woman who, uh, a waitress of his, she had a black eye, and, you know, maybe she wouldn't have a black eye if she got back in the kitchen. It was, like, kind of a crazy joke, especially when your audience, like, is women. Like, that's right. who made you famous. It's not like you're doing, like, bro comedy. Like, the people who come to your show are the girlies. The girlies come right. to your show, millennial women. So, so it was kind of like a crazy joke. And there was a lot of immediate backlash once the Netflix special came out and he responded to it. He posted it on his Instagram being like, I know a lot of people are upset about the joke that I made. So like swipe up for my, you know, response and his, he swiped up to a uh, Amazon link of like a helmet, like for kids, like, like get like, like, like fix- tough get a helmet. Kind of, yeah, 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 exactly. But I do think it was also like helmets for, you know the helmets that babies wear when they, they have like a, their head is a little misshapen? Like a lot yeah. yeah, like a lot of babies wear them. So it was like, I don't, I didn't really understand it, honestly. So it was like hell, but I think the so general gist. was like just, reshape your head? Yeah, and the general gist was life is tough, get a helmet. Like, okay. it's a joke, get over it. And so there's just kind of been this like discourse now on TikTok because TikTok invented Matt Rife right? and what TikTok giveth, TikTok also taketh away. So then people were just dragging him saying, you know, his special isn't even funny. He's really just like a crowd work comedian. He doesn't write good jokes. So another clip from his special went viral talking about girls who are obsessed. It was just like the whole special was like attacking women. Like, Well, yeah, that's what I heard from my friends who like really like loved
1: him and, and, and every, they went to see his show and the whole audience is women and it felt like he doesn't want that sort of audience like he He wants a male audience so he's like offending the people who actually come to his show while trying to woo in people who don't like him know him or care about him and it's like well now you got no one so he was just pissing everyone off and then the comedy special that like you know more people could see than the people who went to his show just became clear that like he is not interested in his existing audience he doesn't really care about like cultivating that fan base and
0: he wants like a cooler, bro audience. So those are the jokes that he's making. Which is so dumb because everybody knows like if you want to be successful, like having female, like women, having women with disposable income being your target demo is like the best. Like women are more likely to buy, more likely to share, more likely to attend. Like it's just dumb. But yes, it's very clear. Like he showed up and was like, I want to be more uh," like, who's a comic I can even compare that has like bro audience? Andrew Schultz. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he wanted to like push the envelope and be a little daring so another clip of his special goes viral and he's talking about girls who are obsessed with like Saturn and Yeah, this is what astrology. He said. This is the quote. He said, just because Jupiter has, he
1: said, he bashes women who use astrology as an explainer for their quote, poor decision-making skills. He said, just because Jupiter has a ring and you don't doesn't mean
0: blah, blah, blah. So I actually like the joke about um, just like using astrology to be an asshole. Like that's actually, that's a funny joke. Um, but people were, were very quick to point out, you know, Jupiter actually doesn't have a ring. It's Saturn, whatever. So this other TikTok creator. Right, she's so that's just, the story of today. There's a So TikTok- the story
1: of today is he's found himself in like another drama, but this time with a child. With a six-year-old. Because a TikTok star named Bunny Hedaya, uh posted a video of her son responding to this
0: clip. So I've seen Bunny's content before and I know that she has a son who's like, he's kind of like a savant. He's very, very smart. Like young and Sheldon? Yes, and he's obsessed with astrology the stars so he knows everything about the planets so he had made a little stitch video responding to the jupiter has rings with the actual facts of the space-time continuum right he said actually it's saturn that has rings and it has
1: more also and you're mean to girls (laughs) Was what he said. So then Rife, Matt Rife, clapped back in the comments, writing, Jupiter also has a ring and Santa Claus isn't real. He continued saying, Your mom buys you presents with the money she makes on OnlyFans. Good luck. Jesus. After seeing the messages to her son, then the Bunny Hidayah shared a TikTok video in which she says, while you clearly took a lighthearted video and turned it into fighting with a six-year-old, let's talk about the comments you said about me. I have never made a single dollar from a man. You can't accept the fact that people may like women for their personalities, though we know you don't have one. You stick to circle jerking the men that you need validation from, and I will gladly take your female audience that you so desperately want to get rid of.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... I'm not generally a fan of like putting your kid in content to like go viral. So like that part of it like did give me like a little bit of an ick. But it was really harmless. Like he I I happen to know just like from seeing her on my for you page, like her kid is very smart. So she was just, it was, it was really it was it was tongue in cheek. It was harmless. I don't think she thought Matt Reif would respond. And she certainly didn't think he would respond in such a fucking evil way. Yeah. Um, and I just is like, what is going on with Matt Rife? <laughs> like, he's imploding. Yeah, he's imploding. And he's been given like an opportunity that Literally nobody gets like to blow up in the way that you blow it up and have like this old school traditional comedy support support from, you know, Live Nation, Netflix. Like it's so unbelievable. It would never happen to a woman like it's really it's unprecedented. And for him to just kind of be like taking a big dump on it, it feels and I'm not even like so I'm not offended by the jokes like they they weren't super funny. But like would I make a joke about domestic violence? Like, no, I wouldn't. But, you know, I believe in the right to make jokes about stuff that are whatever. But I just don't know why. I don't think it was, like, a good, you know, business move for him when his audience are women. And probably a lot of them who have been, had brushes with domestic violence. So it just felt like a bold, weird choice. And you're right. It's like he really wanted to come out of this whole thing as, like, bad boy Dave Chappelle. Like, I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, jokes for life. Like Yeah, but also, I think if you want to make...
1: borderline you know offensive jokes talk about sensitive subject matter like they have to be really funny yes they have to be undeniably funny yes and and this they weren't sound like
0: it was that that's actually the perfect way of putting it
1: um so yeah I don't know you know in the same breath that I heard about I had not heard of him as I am not on TikTok um it's just you know
0: That was quick. Easy come, easy go, I guess. Yeah, but the thing is, is that he got that $25 million Live Nation deal. And the way that those deals work is that you have to tour with Live Nation until you make them back the $25 million. Um, And so things like this happening where women are not going to want to come to your shows anymore, like he might be working for Live Nation for the rest of his life.
1: Interesting. Or maybe all of this controversy drums up more interest in his show. I hadn't heard of him. That's true. Not that I'm now going to buy
0: a ticket, but, you know, they do say all press is good press. Yeah. I just think it was such an aggressive clap back to a kid. And it really was a harmless video.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like just save your energy, like clap back at someone else.
0: Yeah. Like someone your own size. Yeah. It was weird. It's very strange behavior. And you kind of putting it as like him rejecting the audience that got him to. That's exactly what it is. He wants like dudes. Yeah. To come to his shows. Who cares? Yeah. Ticket is a ticket. A ticket is a ticket. And like if you actually looked into like the business of social media, you would know that like if you have an audience of women and the same exact size, like let's say you have an audience of 100 women and 100 men, you're more likely to be successful touring, selling books, whatever it is. Yeah, like women are just like
1: more passionate. They're, you know, they buy more. They share more. They bring, you know, men just watch your thing and move on. And like
0: burp. And yeah. Yeah no but it's I, such I mean, a weird coincidence
1: yeah it's a weird
0: thing Not but i mean maybe sorry. that's Series like
1: maybe it's like if he had spent years building up his audience and he knew how hard it is to like you know outside of the tiktok algorithm like every fan like how hard it is to acquire every single fan like he wouldn't be so capricious about saying like bye to them that's true easy come
0: easy go you're right that's a very good point as well it's the capriciousness really for me at the end of the day, it comes down to the pr- capriciousness cap, no cap, no cap.
1: Cap, Bussin. Cap on the no cap. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Mm-hmm. A little mama news because Hillary Duff is pregnant with her fourth child. Her third with her husband Matthew Coma. This was a shock to me. I didn't realize like Hillary Duff has such a brood. Oh, and yeah. I'm quite impressed. The Lizzie McGuire alum and Matthew Coma are expecting their third child together, her fourth. She announced her pregnancy on Tuesday by sharing her family's holiday card on Instagram saying, so much for silent nights while cradling
0: her baby bump. Lol. So cute. So cute. Um, I love this queen. Like, I love. Hillary Duff Like, really is kind of a woman who does it all. Like, She has four kids. She's been working since she was 10 and she stays relevant. She stays like on good projects. Like she's always just doing good shit. Even though her last show got canceled, like people loved it. Yeah. She stays working. She stays humble. Yeah. she's seen. Like, have you ever seen that video of her like attacking a photographer for like not leaving her kids alone? She's like a protective mama bear. She's a mama she, bear. Yeah. She's at like a soccer game and they just don't leave her alone. And she just goes up to them and is like, you guys are freaks. Get away. I could see She's her saying that. Yeah, she was like, "You've been following us around all day." Like, I'm literally at a soccer game. Fuck off, Queen. Queen. Yeah. No, I'm really happy for her. And what's the joke we have about, about Matthew Coma?
1: So it's a verb. He's a verb. When you get Matthew Coma, and I guess that's like when someone your collaborator you like takes all the credit for the work. Yeah, Matthew Coma had the like man a scandal. No, not a scandal. It was just like a a public beef with Zed. He was like Zed's producer. Yes. For so long and, and I think a big part of Zed's success and the work that they did together but Zed got all the credit and he yeah. was kind of like coma out of it. That's how I remember. Well, he, he got coma Sad. I think. I mean. Well correct- at least he has a full home life. Yeah. Correct me in the comments if I missed a piece of that. Or maybe yeah, he Yeah no was, that sounds right. Was he villainous? I, I, I don't remember No he honestly. got like cut out. You're
0: right. Yeah. So those were the fast five stories. Today is usually the day where we do, do do Deer Toasters. We've decided to push that to tomorrow's show because today is a nice, long, juicy episode. We'll let you enjoy. And I have to go skiing and Jackie has a lot of things. So yeah. we will do Deer Toasters tomorrow. And that's our show. Anything you want to say to the peeps before we uh, let them go? No.
1: Enjoy the show. We have two more shows till holiday oh, break. yeah. Just
0: counting down. Tomorrow's our second to last show, so you might as, you should enjoy these, savor them. Savor. Maybe listen to them on half speed. I They'll was go, just thinking that double the length. You'll have a two-hour episode today because we're at an hour now. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, you
1: just finished the episode, so maybe for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't. Get, we should have given that
0: advice at the top of the show. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe, bitch, and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. Wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing hump day. We will see you tomorrow. Bye. Love ya. Bye.